Everybody, welcome to Garage Talk. I'm Conrad. Let's go. Well, Ted, it's time to rock and roll. Hey, Ted. Today we have in the garage entrepreneur, maintenance man, school bus driver, race car driver, ra- race car driver, <laughs> wrestler, TikTok creator, Jeremy Jones. <laughs> yes, we How do. How we doing, Jeremy? Doing great. All right, <laughs> doing great. Drive race cars. I do you like to go fast, car. right? I like to go fast. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. You're a a new grandpa too, aren't you? I am. Have actually yesterday my grandson turned eight months and my granddaughter is one month. That's cool. So do you feel like a grandpa? Depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> he you don't look old enough to be a grandpa. I know, man. You kinda got a baby face, dude. I, I started young. That's <laughs> so die. So did I. <laughs> Ted, you uh you're something else, aren't you, man? How young how young were you? When I became a parent? Yeah. Uh, I was still in high school. Me okay. too. <laughs> I was a how, senior. How young were you when you became a grandfather? Uh, let's see. Mid-40s. Mid-40s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 44. I'm going to be like 63 when my youngest <laughs> graduates, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So you're... Your youngest might be pushing you in the high school on graduation day, and you're in a wheelchair, yeah. right? Se- senior, <laughs> hey, senior you, night, I'm going to be a, in a wheelchair. You get a front row seat. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, front row seat. Thank you. That's Thank what. You. Now, that, that, hey, you, you take your kid to the amusement park and you park up close too. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you, you go to the Disney on Ice or whatever. Yeah. Front row. Front, front row. row. I can get that ice shaving in my face. Yeah. Do they do that at racetracks? I don't know if you want to sit front well, row. That's what I want. You better be able to move, right? Yeah, you can dirt call. <laughs> Man. So how many businesses do you got? I just have one business. Okay. I, I do other things, but yeah. I have one business. So so you're a hobbyist? Yeah. yeah. I like to stay busy. I, well, I mean, I guess... That all goes back. I've always had a job, mm-hmm. but I've always done things on the side, you know, to make play money. <laughs> so, you know, I kind of started uh, working on lawnmowers. It's probably the, well, building cornhole sets. Really? <laughs> done that for years. Um, started working on lawnmowers. Just one day I decided I'm going to work on lawnmowers and you know, I have 40 at my house every day. Yeah, people start showing up. You know, you have the grill going on a Sunday, 15 people out there, you know, cooking for your family. Dude yeah. pulls in with his junk lawnmower. <laughs> that was about the end of the lawnmower repair business. I kind of flipped out. Like, you don't see what's going on here. I think it was Mother's Day. <laughs> Some hillbilly wanted me to fix his lawnmower on a... Mother's Day, my grill's rolling smoke, and that was, that was about the downfall of that. Yeah. So, um, got into lawn care. Didn't really plan to get into lawn care. I planned on, you know, buying, I bought a zero-turn mower because my mower was wore out, and um, 
picked up some yards. That was the plan. And then some yards turned in some more yards. And then money was really good. And I was like, man, there's a lot of money in this. Uh-huh. So then I started, you know, got me some cards, got me some shirts, got some insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, got everything established for a business and, you know, started getting commercial accounts and rest is history i guess do you like doing that i do it's yeah it's it's, you're not gonna make the kind of money that i make at a clock-in job and have the flexibility that i right you know if if i want to go on vacation i can plan ahead yeah you know take that time off and every friday you know i race race cars friday if i work i work about two hours <laughs> really yeah everybody wants to know well why is the cars already ready why are the cars loaded up i didn't work today <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go racing so you can knock out stuff yeah at your leisure yeah i mean I, i've got a pretty s- solid schedule that i follow yeah you know i don't just wake up and go mow a yard and fair them out and then decide i'm going to marion you know yeah. i i have a route and you know i i go the furthest from my house and i work all the way back home you know, every day. That's a nice strategy. You like mowing lawns, Ted? If I'm on a rider, yeah. Man. I don't I don't push mowing anything. <laughs> if, I, if I could, man, I'd make my lawn a parking lot. Yeah. I don't I don't, <clears throat> I don't enjoy it. I, I see people with immaculate lawns. Like, yeah. they, they love they love that grass. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I don't really care what my yard looks like per se i mean i have to keep it looking nice because of what i do but most of the time my son mows it and he does really good Uh but i'm not that guy i don't care if my grass is green i hope it's all dead and i don't have to mow it (laughs) but if that happens then i'm gonna be broke so because nobody else is growing you're the chef that doesn't like to cook right your own your own meals Right, but now, but now during mowing season, you know, and you race on Fridays, so you gotta you gotta make time to get the car ready, right? You gotta oh, work yeah. on it, or oh yeah, we, the evenings. Yeah, we, uh, you know, pretty we got a pretty good solid team. You know, Eric Skeens and Ryan Horn. Yeah, um, we work on the car depending on what's wrong with it. Usually one night a week uh, to get everything, check everything over. You know, obviously if we break stuff, which happens a lot, but it might be more than that, but yeah, we we make time for it. I mean, it's a costly hobby. <laughs> that's an understatement. Is that why Ryan gets the little closet office? Yep, a small one. Yep, <laughs> he's got a closet office. That's what they're calling it. It's, it's actually a future bathroom. <laughs> we're they're calling it his little. Works. Closet office. Right? <laughs> Closet <laughs> office. <laughs> so uh, you're also you, you spent some time in the in the squared circle, right? Uh, very very limited. That was a I've I've always watched wrestling. Yeah. Uh, on TV as a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, even today, like today is the Royal Rumble for the WWE. It's the only pay per view that I'd ever be interested in watching. And it's actually, I think it's free for me because I subscribe to Peacock. Uh-huh. I just found that out. So my plan tonight is watch that, I guess. Yeah. But as far as wrestling today, it's it's not the same as yeah. it used to be. It's horrible, in my opinion. Um, but I got in a few matches because I'm friends with Troy Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Justin King, and then Dylan Mack is a friend of mine. We work together, and they would go work out. Well, I would just go hang out, and I'd go in the ring, and they call it taking bumps, you know, and you're learning how to wrestle. Taking bumps. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's wrestling's fake, but that stuff's real. Oh, yeah. I mean, you'll get shit knocked out. Oh, man. But, uh. Yeah. So it just, it was a fun thing. I had no intentions of going out in front of anybody at all. Well, it was either Dylan or Troy's like, hey, we have a battle royal. 30 men, and we need people. So, well, actually, that was the second match. But I'll finish that one. Can you come? He says, you don't have to do anything. Don't hit the ground because you'll get trampled. Basically, just fake hit people and fake kick people, and we'll throw you out. <laughs> well, hell yeah, I'm in. So I got this mask because. So you're like the principal from Billy Madison. <laughs> yes, yes. But so the wrestler Kane has a mask, and I was kind of, I don't know, one day I, I do some weird shit. Like something, something catches my eye, and I'm like, how the hell does that work? So I did some research and ordered this leather off of probably Amazon or eBay and. Next thing you know, I'm constructing this mask for hours. <laughs> Painted it, and you know, my wife come home, boom. She's like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> so anyway, I got in this battle royal and come out. You know, hit my music. I don't even remember what my music was, but I go out there and I'm in the ring and just doing my thing. And then Justin King, he's like, "You ready to go out?" I said, "Yep." So. I think I was up against the rope, and he clotheslined me, and I kind of rolled over the top rope, but, you know, you had to sell it, so I was holding on to the rope, and then here he come flying again and blasted me. <laughs> and it hurt. I fell on the floor, and I landed on the – my elbow landed on the steps going up to the ring. It hurt, but, yeah, that was, that was one wrestling thing. And my other wrestling thing, which was actually my first one, and honestly, I don't know how I got into this. I can't remember how I got coaxed into this, but it was a midget wrestling event. <laughs> so a kid we went to school with, or a dude, I guess. He's not a kid. He's our age. Uh, Brian Fritch mm-hmm. goes by Skinny Timmy. He, he's, Skinny Timmy? He's a very little normal-sized guy. He's not, yeah. you know, a midget by any means, but he's way smaller than a normal dude. So he follows this circuit around, and, uh, well, I'll finish this match, and I'm going to tell you about one of these dudes. Um, So, skinny Timmy, you know, I'm beating him up the whole match, and then, you know, he was a bad guy. So he goes out under the ring, and he gets his kendo stick, which is basically like a, I don't know, maybe a broom handle, but it's got tape on the ends of it, and it's got slits in the middle. Well, he's going to hit me with this kendo stick. That's how he's going to beat me. So he hits me with it. And it didn't really hurt, but it didn't break either. So I said, hit me again. And he looked at me, and I shook my head like, hit me. <laughs> hit me and snapped it over my head, which really it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt at all, but it sounded mean, and it looked really good. <laughs> so, of course, I fall down. Well, his finishing move is like Hulk Hogan's leg drop, but it's from the top rope. Oh. So, and this was probably my fault. Because, like I said, this is the first time I've ever done anything like this. I'm laying on the mat, you know, and he's on the top rope, and he jumps, and he extends his leg, and I'm watching right before he hits me, and then I shut my eyes. Boom! 
Dude. I he broke my nose. <laughs> I mean, not officially, but yes. It's hurts, blood everywhere. Wow. Seeing stars, he pins me. I get up, you know, I got that mask on. So I go back in the locker room and all these guys are like, Whoa, that was awesome. Damn, that dude broke my damn nose. <laughs> I think I was supposed to look away. I'm not really sure. But that's that's how that goes. But there was a dude there. His name was Baby Jesus. He, I don't know, like Mary Lou Retton on steroids. <laughs> Dude really? is doing flips, doing the worm, all kinds of stuff. I mean, it was awesome. This little midget. I'll never forget it. Little person? Yeah, little person. Well, I think they go by midgets because oh. they're, they're uh, midget wrestling. That's what yeah. they're called. Okay. It's, okay. it's an or Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that when I was yeah, saying Is that correct or not? Yeah. So, I think that's, they go by midgets and midget wrestling. Out of all these hobbies. You know, I couldn't do it every week. Every week, there's no way. I'm not interested. Those well, two special events, you know, just helping some buddies out. But, I don't know. I, I like to watch wrestling, but yeah. I don't want people watching me you are wrestle. You are that kind of guy. If You'll help a buddy out. I would. Right? I would. Right. Got too much beer on your hands? I'll help you out. Absolutely. <laughs> you almost empty? Let me get you another one. You can't go home yet. <laughs> yeah, I heard that about four times last night. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, making the mask. Yeah. You got into leather working too? <laughs> or yeah, what, man? Yeah, dude. It, so, you cut it out. Yeah. Um. It's got leather straps, like, I don't know. It's really hard to explain, but you had to take water and mold it and then let it dry, and it hardened up into that shape. Mm-hmm. So once I got that done, I made, like, two of them because I screwed a couple up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I got this paint that's made for leather. I painted it. I mean, it, yeah, I still got it. Yeah. It's out in the truck, Ted, if you want to wear it. <laughs> you want to try, try it, it on? Take a picture? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how many people know about this. Oh boy. But you have <laughs> you have went viral. Yeah. That is uh well you say TikTok creator. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I'm a ticker, not a talker. I don't know how to I don't know how to post anything on any of that crap, but I sure watch it. Yeah. So how that went was my nephew was over and uh just screwing around, you know, and I grabbed that microphone and said that. And you're on a, you were driving a, a school bus. A school bus? Is it the school bus that? Yeah, it's my school the bus. Ru- the Rudolph. Yeah, and I wasn't driving it. We were just sitting. I was. We had just got it, and mm. they were checking it out, you know. And I was still messing with. Well, what's this do? What's this do? Well, then he calls me. He he didn't even post it. He sent it to his buddy, and his buddy posted it. And he calls me. He's like, dude. You've got like a hundred thousand views already. <laughs> like, what's that mean? He's like, You're about to go viral. This is like an hour later. <laughs> like, okay. So a day goes by. It's up to a million views. I don't like I say, I don't know what that means. Yeah. I think it's good. So then Eric calls me later that night. <laughs> Dude, we're we gotta go, we gotta work, we gotta work with this. You're going to be rich. <laughs> you know, and I don't know how many beers were involved in this thought, but he's like, we, we need to act on this now. We're coming over. We're going to get in the bus. We're going to start making some videos. 
You know, and for some reason, everybody thought I was from Ohio. Crazy bus driver from Ohio. <laughs> so Eric's like, you need, to, you need to get that video. You need to start a different page, crazy bus driver, and we're going to run with it. I said, well, this is probably 11 o'clock at night. He's like, we need to do it. And I'm like, well, I'll call you in the morning. <laughs> so, you know, because I, I was probably in bed. So I get up. How do you make money on TikTok? How do, you know, you go viral, how much does it pay? $9. <laughs> well, it's not so much, when you monetize social media, it's not so much, you know, TikTok. It's the endorsements. Yeah. Right, you know? right. I, I did a little research on that, but when I found out, you know, one video is not anything. Yeah. You have to be... Yeah. You know, every day going viral. Every day. And, I mean, we do some dumb shit, but I don't think we're every I mean, day. you could get uh, sponsored by Thomas Built Buses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bluebird. Yeah. <laughs> See, I've always wanted to do, like, a YouTube thing for our race team because, like I said, we we do some crazy shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> the stuff that most people, like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. You're, you guys are pretty wild. For the most part, in a good way. Yeah, in a good way, in a in a fun, life loving way. Yeah, you know, I can tell you guys all enjoy life. Oh, we do. I've been around you guys enough. You guys, uh, you guys love to laugh. Yeah. You and you love to make light of situations. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Sometimes a little too light, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. So what? What got you interested in racing? Well, that's a, that's a good question. <laughs> so, this is a long story. I graduated in 1997. I had my daughter, Katie, between my junior and senior year of high school. Basically, I was going to go to Lincoln Tech University in Ohio. <laughs> or not Lincoln Tech, sorry. Uh, Lima. Lima. University of Lima. Which is now University of Northern Ohio, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, because one of my friends, Matt Bruley, which was in your class, Conrad. Yeah, I remember that. Went there, and uh, I was going to go for high performance. I liked race cars. Um, always have liked race cars. My grandpa used to take me to races as a kid. I loved them. Demolition derbies, race cars, anything with a motor, I was interested in. Um. Anyway, I enrolled in that school, put a deposit on a apartment at that school, and then realized I couldn't afford it. <laughs> I could not afford to go to school. I didn't have any grants. I didn't have, which actually I probably could have gotten my school and paid for if I would have known how to do it. I just didn't care enough to... I didn't really want to go to school, but that was my plan. <laughs> so anyway, long story short, I graduated, and you know, you graduate, you get all this money. People bring you money for graduating. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, there was a race car for sale out on Highway 18, just past where like the Loves and all that is. And I had seen the race car at the track, and it was fast. So I stopped. Twenty five hundred bucks, race ready. Well, I bought it. I didn't tell anybody I was buying it. I bought it. I didn't have a truck. I didn't have a trailer, but I bought a race car. How'd you get this car home? Well, my mom was dating a dude that 
he always worked on stuff, and he had a trailer, and I figured he could get it home for me. Uh-huh. So I went home and told him, I bought a race car. I'm going to need you to pick this up for me. And he, they, him and his dad had a shop where they worked on stuff. They were tinkers and did all kinds of crazy stuff down by the fireworks factory. So he went and picked it up and took it over there. And I unloaded it off the trailer, took off through the fireworks factory grass and was going to turn left and go towards H Street. Well, I spun out and I hit a, pa- a pile of pallets and all the pallets fell on the race car. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't drive that thing for shit. So the next week, well, this was probably a weekend. And then the next weekend, I was going to Gas City racing. Got some John Deere green paint and a roller and rolled that baby and spray painted a number on it. And we was race ready. <laughs> so I went to the racetrack. I ordered a fire suit, you know, through the week and. Went to the racetrack, and back then, racing street stocks, there was very many people that had street stocks, like, in town. Like, there was probably 15 people around here that had race cars. You know, back then, it was kind of affordable. But James Headley um, was a buddy of mine, still is a buddy of mine, was always the fast dude, and... I, I told him, I said, I'm just going to follow you. I'm just going to follow you. Well, they dropped the green flag, and he lapped me two or three times. <laughs> and back then, they had tires that were buried probably halfway into the track. Like, half mm. the tire was sticking uh-huh. up around the inside of the track. And that's what I remember about my first race. I couldn't drive worth the shit, and them tires Hit every tire all the way around the track. Well, they were coming to lap me. I seen the checkered flag flying, and we were coming out of four. Well, they also had dirt piled up around the light posts. And I remember James, I, hell, I became a fan. I was in a race car, and I was watching the race as they were lapping me. <laughs> <laughs> coming to the checkered flag, it was a close race, and I'm watching, and I look up, and there's this damn dirt pile. I hit it like the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> Hit so hard it bent both my headers up, knocked all my spark plugs off. <laughs> so that's how I got into racing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, if that was my story, that would have been how I got out of racing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been in and out of it several times just because, you know, money and I, I had no business having a race car. Like I said, I had a kid. Uh-huh. That yeah. that, you know, I worked at RCA and still lived at home, but I had a race car. Yeah. That's- didn't even have a truck to pull it with. You couldn't tell you nothing, right? No, I knew everything. Yeah. Just like every kid. Yeah. I, now, have you ever had a wreck that, like, really scared you? In a race car? It made you think about, well, I don't, maybe I don't want to do this. Not in a race. I've had the hardest wreck I ever had in a race car was Anderson Speedway ran, well, the class that we're running now, mm-hmm. um, front-wheel drives. And me and Irvin Turner and Mike Carpenter. Somehow we ran across this as E24 Cavalier, stripped it out. They didn't have a roll cage in it. You didn't have to have a roll cage. We had a bar in between the doors so we could put our seat belts on. And that's it. Well, we were we probably had hundred bucks in this car. <laughs> Back then they were literally just you know, they wasn't race cars. Right. I drove it the first time. They started forty cars. I think I maybe got up to 10th. It was asphalt. We don't do asphalt. But it was fun. So then Irvin 
Irvin never drove it. Mike drove it the next week, and he was horrible in it. He said it was messing up. Well, I just thought it was Mike, so whatever. <laughs> so next week, I got back in it, and it was horrible. It, it, would, it was sputtering, kick in and out. <laughs> so when it was going, I'd zig and zag through the traffic, you know, start passing people, and then it'd bog down. And then, you know. So anyway, we're going down the front stretch, and I'm zigging and zagging. Well, I must have clipped this car just right, and it popped the right front tire. But I didn't know. It didn't pop. It just went flat. Uh-huh. I didn't hear it. Went to turn it in the turn wide open, and it didn't turn. Straight into the wall like a oh, yard dart. Gosh. Now, this car didn't have a race seat in it. It had a normal seat. It was an automatic car. Shifter's down here by my leg. It bent the shifter over from where I hit the wall and slid. That was a hard-ass wreck. Yeah. I mean, I've been in a few wrecks at the racetrack in a lot faster cars, but that was the hardest wreck on the racetrack I've ever had. Yeah. Does that stay with you for a little while? Because I've been in actual, like, yeah. traffic wrecks, and my I can tell my blood pressure's jacked. Yeah. No, that is just, that's something you expect. Part of it. Part of it. Part you of know, it. I, so, a story about this year, my wife, she goes and watches the race every week. Uh, Montpelier Speedway is basically, you have to run on the top side of the track, and there's about a foot berm all the way across the top of the track. The track is very dangerous, or was. I think they're doing something to fix it, so I shouldn't say anything bad about the track. I'm not <laughs> saying anything bad about the track, but that's just if you want to go fast, you're on the high side, uh-huh. which means you come out of the turn, and you're literally two inches from the wall. <clears throat> well, for some reason, she was always worried that I was going to wreck at that track because I was the one always on the top. That's Our car's fast on the high side, and that's where it runs. So there was a wreck, and I didn't cause the wreck. I know I went off the top of the track. I was fine, but she says, you know, she was worried to death because there's a dust cloud, and I didn't come through. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't come past her out of the dust cloud, so she was worried. But, you know, I don't worry about wrecking. I know that's part of it, and, you know, I've, I've wrecked several times. No big wrecks. What's your favorite track? My favorite track to run, it's probably Montpelier. I I like Gas City, but not in the kind of cars we have right now. Okay. So I'm if we're racing our Hornets, probably Montpelier. Just I I like being on the high side and on the edge, and you know just knowing if something breaks or something goes bad, it's <laughs> it's probably going to be a bad day. Eldora Speedway is the biggest dirt track in the Midwest. Eldora Speedway is a whole another level of badness. It is a half mile. It is a half dirt mile racing track in Western Ohio. Yep. It's, I've, I've heard stories about this. Yep. That's the one Tony Stewart owns now, right? Right. So I go every year. It's kind of a vacation, it's the weekend. After Labor Day, they call it the World 100. It's mm-hmm. a late model race. And it's pretty much a week-long party because mm-hmm. we camp every year. I mean, it's it's something. Yeah, because I've, I've heard stories. You know, I've, my work guy used to go up every year just to watch, and he said they'd hang around after the race, said be walking around the infield. He said these NASCAR drivers say, hey, mm-hmm. come over here. Drink a beer with us. Mm-hmm. So the race, I don't go for the race. <clears throat> <laughs> you go for the party? <laughs> I go for the party because 
before and after the race in these campgrounds, if you ever go, you'll never see more campers in your life if you go in. I mean, it's like a sea of campers. I'm not going to throw a number out because I'm sure it's going to be wrong, but it seems like 100,000 campers to me. I guarantee it's not that many, but campers everywhere. Shitty campers, (laughs) million-dollar motorhomes. For the last two years, uh, Eric's got a side-by-side, and we take that, and (laughs) we we have a blow-up doll she rides on the roof of it. (laughs) I got a big speaker that rides in the back, and (laughs) we we ride around playing some... Pussy control or something like that. Uh, some Prince. Prince. You All know, right. we, we play some good songs. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a good time drinking some beers and cruising, and you see some stuff. Now, see, because when, when he said that a minute ago, he said, you're never going to see, I thought the first thing out of his mouth was going to be a woman with a shirt on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, so one of the things is, last year, uh, Eric didn't go, he Heisman had a football game, so yeah. him and Kelly didn't go. Well, me and I don't know who it might have been Ryan in the side by side, cruising around, drinking beer, listening to music. There's this big old crowd, and I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" Dude's got a stripper pole mounted in the hitch of his back of his motorhome, <laughs> and they're just amateur girls up there swinging on this pole. <laughs> So we stopped and probably drank six pack there, watching these people. Then here come the cops to break it up. <laughs> so we go back to the side by side, and I hit that, you know, cops theme song, "Bad Boys." <laughs> now that speaker I got's loud as hell, so I'm blaring it, just driving through, and the cops giving me the dirty look. <laughs> there's that. Um, there's a dildo race. <laughs> yeah. Now, oh now it's not a BYOD. <laughs> they they have their own, and it's actually for a charity. Wow. Um, they have corrugated metal. Uh-huh. They have that's their track, and it's going downhill, and it's a dollar for a dildo. And okay. You don't get to keep them. <laughs> um, it's a random. You they have a deck of cards. There's like eight, and if you get an eight, you get number eight. You know, big old dildo. And they have a board, and you get them all vibrating and. <laughs> And, oh, you know that—that's a thing. Okay, yeah. So I've so, actually thought about having a party at my house, party. And racing. Yeah, you know that'd be that'd be a good time. That's souped up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's definitely not a bring your own. Yeah. I, you know, I was I when I heard about it, I was like, is you know, is it a bring your own? Is there somebody <laughs> somebody teching? You know. Or, are they, oh man! You know they're not supposed to be used, but how do you know? Is there a sniff tester? I don't know. A sniff tester. <laughs> but the World One Hundred, I suggest everybody going. Okay, sweet, sweet. So, what's the fastest track you've been on? We don't run any big tracks. All of our tracks are quarter mile. Okay. Um, I would probably say Mount Pillar is the quickest track right now just because it's on the top and on the on the floor uh gas city what does that mean on the top yeah on the outside outside okay yeah you know if you're at the bottom you can't keep your momentum up okay so uh you know gas city's 
sometimes fast if they have a cushion. The cushion is all the dirt gets piled up towards the top of the track, you know, because mm-hmm. they're turning left and it's shooting all the dirt up. Well, eventually makes a little cushion up there, and you can stick your tire in it, and it'll help you stick to the track. Gas cities kind of went away, and I don't know why, but I I like Gas City. I just right now Montpelier's better for me for our car. They got a pretty darn good Pizza King there. <laughs> <laughs> In Montpelier, yeah. Never. Oh, I did have it. Yeah, it's Ryan good. and Mandy showed up with it one night. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's real good. And I like the red sticks there. Yeah. Pretty fire. Who's your favorite all time racer? Tony Stewart. Me too. Yep. Tony. Tony Stewart, hands down, is uh, probably the most accomplished, most versatile driver that I know. I mean, that I maybe AJ Foyt, but yeah, I mean what, he's he's one in everything. What, what's the best race car driver's name? What's the best hey, race car driver's name? A race car driver. You, you don't remember Dick Trickle? <laughs> Dick Trickle. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, a yeah. name. That's, oh, yeah. that's quite a name. That is that's a name. quite a race. Yes. I think he drove the Tide car, I believe. <laughs> I it? might be wrong on that. What was his middle name? Tiny? Kenya. <laughs> the cool thing about Tony Stewart, though, is he was born in Columbus. Indiana. Right, right. Like, how cool is that? That's, that's very cool. And if you've ever talked to Tony Stewart, like, not as a – like, he gets pissed off if you're at a racing event and come up, can you sign this autograph? Unless he's actually doing an autograph session. Mm-hmm. He gets pissed. But, you know, if you talk to him as a racer, he'll talk to you just like we're talking. Yep. You know, you see him in the pits, hey, what's up? No, not much, you know. I've met him a few times. He's a regular guy, right? Right, he's a regular guy. Yeah. As long as you're not, like, uh. obsessed fan. <laughs> Yeah, don't be a a regular asshole. Right, right. <laughs> okay. He, he, he's he's always got a little bit of an attitude too. I always like oh yeah. That. yeah. I always like that about yep. people like him and uh, Daly, the golfer. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Th- those are my kind of people. Mine too. You know, we're just uh, uh, average Joes. Yeah. You know? Not scared so, to speak what's on their mind. Yeah. And- so John Daly kind of be like. That lady, you said you went to the ball field and she had a cigarette hanging out of her mouth. Right? Oh, that's, that's John Daly on the golf course, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, that's a different thing, you know, when you have uh, someone coaching kids that's got a, a half cigarette, half ash hanging out of their mouth, screaming at children. That's oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. but teeing off, you know, uh, off a, a, a sixteen ounce Budweiser. That's legendary. <laughs> that 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 makes you a legend. I mean, some have you ever heard some of his stories? Oh yeah, it's, that guy's great. I wonder. I I'd like to hear some Tony Stewart stories from him. Oh yeah, I, I bet, bet I bet he's got many. Oh, I'm sure. Well, uh, our talent coordinator over here, start emailing this guy, buddy. Let's get him on, Daddy. I, I tell you that the, the more famous these people are, it's really hard to. Even find an email for him. Yeah, I've searched. I oh, yeah. I've been trying to get a hold of this kid for for a, over almost a year now. Yeah, a from Franklin player. Yeah, he's oh, a, yeah. he's a senior now, but he's like uh, the number one prospect. Right. 
in the United States, he won't even return my email. <laughs> He's like, I got some four, some middle aged stalker, right? Some forty some year old man blowing me, up, <laughs> wanting to come to his garage for something. <laughs> He keeps talking about coming to my garage. <laughs> but, but the, the sad thing about it is this kid doesn't realize that maybe we could be like his first interview, and then 10 years from now when he's a multimillionaire, hey. Right. Send that to him. So when you're a multimillionaire, oh boy. we'll, we'll uh, rehash this podcast. Man. I, you know, if I won the Powerball or something, it'd be, it'd be something. You never I'd know. have all kinds of crazy shit. You might... Dude, I feel like uh, you're one of those guys who's not afraid to fail. Like you'll, oh, I'm not. No. You, know. you don't get anywhere in life without a few failures. Yeah. No, you don't. It's live and learn. Life is live and learn. Yeah. You know? now, what, now, we got to know who your favorite wrestler is, too. Uh, all-time favorite wrestler? You look like a junkyard dog. Kind <laughs> I of. like the junkyard dog, yeah. believe it or not. Remember, uh, he'd get down there and bark in your mm-hmm. face. <laughs> You know, back in the day, Junkyard Dog and George Animal Steel. Honky Tonk Man. And the Macho Man. That's probably my favorite. Can, t- can you talk like him? No. <laughs> can you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, don't get Ted started on his on his little, uh, little impressions. This yeah. dude, one day, man, he was talking to me and... I couldn't make it out, man. It was either Australian or British. <laughs> it's a mixture. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a country do. we've never heard of. Like, like they. Yeah. Uh, was there alcohol involved? People yeah. breed those dogs. <laughs> of course there was. <laughs> people that breed those dogs. Yeah. Australian yeah. Shepherd. Oh, yeah. The Australian Shepherd. Yeah. yeah Belgium, whatever they're called. Yeah. Malinois. <laughs> that's what you got. Yeah, that's what I got. Good dog. I always liked Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah. He was one of my favorites also. Yeah, Ricky could get on that top rope and go flying. Yeah. Jimmy Snuka. Yeah. He was psycho. He killed somebody. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, like legit murdered somebody and was going to prison, but he died. Uh, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. That was a good one. He was, he was like a super fan fave. I'm pretty certain I had the 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 wrestle buddy. The wrestling buddy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, for me, though, Sting. Yeah. From Sting like is still it. going. Yeah. WCW. He uh-huh. is in AEW right now. He's not doing a lot of wrestling, right. but there's a younger wrestler that he comes out with and he's he's still going. Yeah. I watch it every now and then. I always liked uh the managers. Yeah. Bobby Heenan. Yeah. Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Miss yeah. Luke. She was I told you on time. Ted, you probably like China. <laughs> I always thought she was a dude. Oh, yeah. China. Well, I told you that my first wife's mom used to date Bobby Heenan back in the oh, day. Oh, I thought you was going to say my first wife's mom had an Adam's apple. <laughs> I was like, you mean her dad? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, uh, I better stop lying my head. Yeah. Legion of Doom, Road Warriors. Yeah. Big Van Vader had this uh, mask that yep. shoot like CO2. It was pretty cool. For the WWF, it was like late Friday night or something like that. You had to stay up. Saturday night's main yeah, event. Yeah. Uh-huh. You'd Come have on to, at like 11 o'clock. Yeah. It was a struggle to stay up. Oh, man. When I was a kid, I wanted to. But when I was younger, the WCW, me and my grandfather would watch it mm-hmm. uh, when he'd get off work. 
And I remember I was super sick and I probably didn't eat for a whole day. And uh, my grandma was like, hey, there's something wrong with you. There's, she was like, show me where it hurts. I'm like, right here. Lifted up my shirt, my appendix. Oof. Was, uh, so it took me to the hospital. They're like, hey, uh, we're going to have to open you up. <laughs> and I was like, am I going to be home for Wrestling. For wrestling, <laughs> Grandpa gets off work here in a little bit. <laughs> I didn't care. I didn't care that I was uh, <laughs> on the verge of dying. I wanted to see some WCW. Ric Flair. I, I figured you two would like Stone Cold when you bust in beers. Yeah. Well, heck oh. yeah, man. He wastes a lot of that beer when he yeah. does that. <laughs> Don't be wasteful. But, hey, man, we appreciate you taking the time. I, I hope we didn't inconvenience you. I know you're a busy, yeah. busy man. I'm, I'm settling down from the plowing, so yeah, you, we're so, good. So before we let you go, that you also plow? Do you? Yep, plow. Do you got a got a number you want to let people know? Because no, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely no not. More. I am full. <laughs> okay, I am booked full. What about your lawn mowing business? You want to share some of that? No, yeah, yeah, I'm full on that too. But Jonesy's lawn care. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a Facebook page? I do. Jonesy's Lawn Care. <laughs> you know, go to yeah. it, like yeah. it, follow it. This now, is the man. You want to shout out any sponsors you have for your race yeah. team? I do. Yep. Uh, Poor House, Backyard Builder, Sky Stevens, LC Contractors, Mama Pearson Soporium, R&R Transmission, and Jenny Swanner, possibly, from a conversation last night. Mm-hmm. And we're looking for more. Anybody want to sponsor a race car or... Anybody want to sponsor a good group of guys with a race car? Yes. Yeah. Get at them. Get at them. Speaking of sponsors, we want to shout out to our sponsor, Beast Print, Mama Pearson Soporium, Get Your Smell Good On, and Jennifer Swanner at Nicholson 2.0. Uh-huh. Fantastic group of sponsors. We're very blessed, as is Mr. Jones here. Yep. Ted, got anything you want to add? Yeah, what's your... uh you say you cook out a lot, so what's your uh, favorite food to eat when you're cooking out? Uh, probably a burger, maybe some ribs if the smokers are rolling. How about your favorite beverage on a hot summer day? Uh, cold Bud Light. Okay, okay. Ice cold or just it's cold? Yeah, cold's good. <laughs> Tell me right now, man, there's nothing better than reaching in a, a cooler filled with ice and getting that one at the very bottom to where like when you pull your hand out it stings oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> man on a hot day that's the best feeling oh yeah makes For you feel sure. like uh <laughs> like a man <laughs> makes you feel like you need to hurry up and go get another one <laughs> <laughs> absolutely brother yeah right. anybody comes in races you know our, our trailer's kind of notorious for being stocked up. <laughs> what what Eric tells us that they're a drinking, drinking team, team with a racing problem. <laughs> yeah, that is no lie. Who's the anchor on this drinking team? The one that puts the most away. Yeah, the littlest guy on the team, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ryan Horn. <laughs> He's in a hurry, isn't he? Oh boy. <laughs> what? They, you guys need to change that to your theme song, that uh, that old Alabama song. I'm in a hurry to get things done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rush, oh, that rush to license. 
All right, everybody. We'll see you again. Thanks. Yep. Thanks. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks. Thank you.